I would like to be traded to any other team but the New England Patriots. Big brain predictions. That's what I got. Take it off, sir. The Washington football team beat the Steelers. And that person. EDP. Yes, but if you lose this game, I firmly believe we do not need to make playoffs. So. But don't you ever disrespect <laughs> <laughs> What is going on, folks? Welcome back to your favorite show on the internet. This is After Further Review, episode number 77. I am your co-host, Jalen Brown. I'm your other delightful co-host, Shaquille Brown. And I am your degenerate gambler host, Malin. How's everybody doing? <laughs> we are doing great. I am, I am back, baby. Four and one last week. <laughs> is that what we take away from last Four week? Four <laughs> and one... The world is correct. It's back in its rightful place. Shaq right. was under 500. I was above 500. Yeah. <laughs> and I told y'all, did, okay, I was almost right on Trey Young, too. Didn't I say he was going to drop 50 on the next? The right. man went off for 45 and then, like, dissed the entire state of New York by saying Madison Square Garden wasn't even loud. I'm just saying. That man's cold blooded. That's messed up. Ice tree strikes again. Uh, gentlemen, if you'd like to open up the show in the only way we know how. <clears throat> Cheers. Cheers to you, Malin. Cheers, gentlemen. <clears throat> Love it. Can't believe this man is 30. <clears throat> Yes, happy birthday to Kyrie turning 30 today. Man, I'm not going to lie, fellas. That went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> I felt like an 18-year-old taking a shot. Males will be trying not to die. went down the wrong pipe. Oh, my God. I'm glad I have a will. Jesus. <laughs> you would have died on this show. God. Uh, most beat episode now. <laughs> what have what what got the ratings up? And the white guy in Hillsborough County dies on the podcast. Might as well watch it. Alive. So we continue this. Anything for the show, Jalen. Anything for the show. Uh, folks, if you're not aware, we live stream this show every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It is on the Melheim's Media YouTube channel. You can find this stream by just clicking the first link down in your podcast description uh, below, whether you're on Apple or Spotify. Uh, so you can watch the show live, or you can watch the replay after whenever you want. Uh, there's also a bunch of other podcasts on this channel, so not just after further review. There's a bunch of other topics that are not sports-related as well. So be sure to subscribe to the channel. You can be notified every Wednesday when we go live, and you can, of course, check out those other shows now we are gonna hop right into this so folks this has been a extremely extremely busy week in the uh world of sports primarily in the nfl uh it is crazy to me how in the span of like if you think about it, the actual nfl season only ended uh, a little over a month ago and now the NFL looks completely different than it did <laughs> almost a month yes. ago. <laughs> so many stars moving around, different places, teams basically being rebuilt, and it's just like 
wow, like the league has basically been just turned upside down, and it's nuts to think about that. But um, one of the bigger trades happened today, this just this afternoon, which was um, Tyreek Hill going to Miami in exchange for five draft picks. Uh, that was completely out of left field. Like it all happened just like that, and all of a sudden Tyreek is a dolphin. Uh, mm-hmm. So what did you guys think about Tyreek requesting to be traded? And ending up in Miami. Um, I mean, will it be? I still think it's a good trade for Miami, but it still comes <clears> back <throat> on. Look, he's throwing him the ball at Miami. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was like, Kansas City could still benefit off of this. The five draft picks that they're gonna yeah. gain off of this, but like, let's hopefully let's see what Miami can do with more weapons. But I could still see Tyreek Hill fantasy come fantasy football next year still drop somehow in stock to come next. Yeah, he he could uh, still put up those numbers that he has been putting up, but maybe I mean I don't see it as consistently as he was no. in the past. Uh, Malin, um, I don't. Well, <clears throat> a couple things about this trade. First of all, everybody knows. That we are the Broncos for 0-17 show of record. <laughs> um, that is that is what we're rooting for, what we want, what we're predicting. Um, Russell Wilson's call sign now is let's ride, so let's ride off a cliff. So first and foremost, this does not help my 0-17 wish list that I've put together for the NFL season. So um, I'm a little sad about that. Um, but I will say that I think that it it's actually good for both sides. When I, when I looked at the trade for both sides, um, the Chiefs, I still think, now, are they better now than where they were when everyone woke up today? No. No, they're not. But they have two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and two third-round picks in this year's draft. And then next year... <laughs> They still get another fourth round pick, and then twenty twenty three they get a fourth and a sixth from from Miami. So, in the first three rounds they have six picks, two in each round. Um, this draft is really heavy on wide receivers, um, really heavy on offensive linemen, which they need help with now. Uh, edge rushers, defensive backs, you name it. Outside of quarterback, this draft has it. So I do think that it does help the viability of the Chiefs long-term. Um, I think that, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback, I would still kind of put them as my favorite to still win the division. I'll go with the proven commodity of Andy Reams and Patrick Mahomes until someone proves otherwise. Uh, but for the Dolphins, I think it's a win because it gives them a little bit of splash. And they're really going into this year kind of wondering, like, is is Tua the quarterback of the future? Is he or, any, or is he not? So now you're giving him Tyreek Hill. You got Water. You got Kaseki. Um, I'm dropping the name on the other guy that is a wide out for them. Um, that was actually their number one. I think Devontae Parker. Is that him? I think that's him. Yeah, Devontae Parker. Parker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, you're giving him plenty of weapons. Um, yeah. The defense is great. They got an offensive minded coach. They should know at the end of this year whether or not two is their quarterback or not. And I think it's really smart of them that they didn't get rid of their first round pick next year. 
So if two is not the answer, yeah. they'll be able to go into a heavy quarterback laden draft and draft a quarterback. Um, I just, I don't know. It's a lot of money. Um, what is it? A hundred and twenty million dollars ex- extension. That probably still be the third best team in the division. That's a lot of money <laughs> and a lot of draft picks. Um, but they got to find out if they got a quarterback or not. Yeah. So this is the smart- I kind of see it on both sides. Yeah, this is the smartest move they can make for the future, per se, when it comes to decision-making of where do we go from here. Because if this man still finds a way to flop the season with all the weapons possible, I guess, it's kind of like, how reliable are you for the longevity of a team? Right, right, right. Um, Go ahead, man. I'm saying, like, I mean, we're looking at a team that's talented. I mean, they won seven in a row, but they also lost seven in a row. (laughs) Um, so there, there's talent there. There's just a consistency problem. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. The, the NFL is wild, man, because the report started surfacing that Tyreek Hill might get traded in 45 minutes he was traded. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was we so are living fast. in the wild, wild west. I mean, the NFL is managed to top March Madness and NCAA basketball, and they're not even playing games. Yeah. They're running news cycles, and people are just changing teams. You want to talk about how powerful the NFL is? People want to talk about a player moving teams more than they want to talk about actual games being played in March Madness. That's insane. Yeah, that the machine known as the NFL is, is as popular now as it really has ever been, and it's just crazy impressive because usually like this time of the year, like you said, most – sports outlets are primarily talking about March Madness and it's like they don't have the airtime to even get it out now because <laughs> all of this free agency stuff is just completely taking over the past week and a half, two weeks. Uh, as far as Tyreek goes, I'm really not looking forward to having to go up against him twice a year. Him and Jalen Waddle, that's going to be an absolute handful. Only saving grace is the fact that Tua is their quarterback. I don't believe in the guy. The other thing is kind of a we'll have to see, but brand new head coach. He I think he's either going to be a smash hit like a a Wunderkid type situation where he's like an offensive guru and now he's got Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Parker at his disposal and it's going to be just an absolute nightmare. Or I think he'll just be an absolute flop and he'll be there for two years until they find somebody else. Uh, hopefully it's that one. Um, but I think the trade itself. I felt like that was a pretty good move for both parties. KC needed to get something for him while they still could. And uh, I think they, they usually draft well, so I'm sure they'll put those picks to good use. And Miami, I mean, you have one of the best wide receivers in the league now. So right, there you go. And like you said, they didn't give up their first-round pick next year. So in case Tua is not the answer, which I don't think he is, they yeah. still have that option. Here's one question for you guys real quick before we move on. Do you think the NFL needs to stop undervaluing the slot receiver? Yeah. Because that, yeah. that that's one of the things is the reason why he didn't get more money. Now, first of all, I love the fact that the Raiders get Devontae Adams and it ended up making the Chiefs worse because that made Tyreek Hill want to get a contract extension. <laughs> and the Chiefs were like, we ain't got the money, man. So a division rival cost them their best receiver. Like, that, I think, is classic. Um, but you you look at it, man. Like, the most production, the grind-out yards, 
um, the big plays. It seems to be coming more from the slot than just the outside. I mean, everyone loves someone that looks like a DK Metcalf or Julio Jones, uh, those people. But it seems like the Tyreek Hills, the Julian Edelmans of the world, right? Uh, before Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, other people, these smaller slot receivers, um, they they're they're doing the grind work to move the ball down the field in these pass happy offenses, right? Um, and so I, I kind of wonder when they're going to start getting their their due as a whole and start getting more money. Um, I don't know, it just kind of seemed weird to me that that the Chiefs weren't willing to kind of pony up for Tyreek Hill. Uh, G Money in the chat here. Shout out to G Money coming through for another week. He says, I think with Hill, they will run a version of the 49ers offense. So Tua doesn't have to be lights out but he does have to be good mm. I can see that very West Coast-esque yeah, he did, yeah. I mean, hey if he can be Jimmy Garoppolo if he can just be Jimmy Garoppolo in the regular season I think the Dolphins would be good Yeah. one more thing Dylan we have to really admit now that what the Patriots did over the last 20 years was something special because look at the Chiefs now how many people said they were going to be the next the next Patriots. They win one Super Bowl, then they lose another, and they've lost pieces left and right. Their offensive lines in shambles. Their defense is losing people left and right. Honey Badger is still on the market. They just lost Tyreek Hill. Right. Like the team that won a Super Bowl just a couple of years ago is like gone outside of probably about five or six people. Mm-hmm. And before that, people thought the Seahawks were going to be that. So I think it's really impressive how somehow Bill Belichick and Tom Brady change out all the parts end up winning six super bowls over 20 years yeah, what does that it's say impressive for... as hell because what i'll say what does that say for the other pieces in kansas city how much of them do really stay or is this a trickling event that one by one people can start dispersing themselves and going to other teams or... i think honey better is gone i think i yeah but imagine he ends up somewhere else like... i i do think honey badger's gone and I think you're right, Shaq, is that once this starts to happen and people yeah. want their money and they have a Super Bowl ring, listen, I saw it front and center with the Seahawks. Right. Once they yeah. got a ring and everybody was young, they all wanted a piece of the pie and they all wanted money. And when they weren't going to get it, they were like, you know what? I got a chip here. I'll go make my money somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what Tyreek Hill was thinking. Is he on a better football team right now? No. But he already has a Super Bowl ring, yeah. and now he's getting paid. He's Twenty-three like, million a year. He's like, while I have my youth and still have my like cards Speed. in my hand yeah. and everything, I'm gonna go ahead and go somewhere else that might like favor him. They could probably build around him as a receiver because he's still finding valuable. So mm. I was like, I'm gonna go somewhere that's gonna pay me and probably cater to my needs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 true or false, Jalen? If the Chiefs beat the Bucks in the Super Bowl, they went two in a two in a row. You think Kansas City's dealing Tyreek Hill right now? Absolutely not. Crazy what Tom Brady does to everybody <laughs> else's life. That son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask the people of Tampa; they'll tell you he can yep. dramatic. Even if you're not playing, he'll dramatically change your life. Uh. Anyway, speaking of dramatic change in your life, the folks in Cleveland, my God, went to bed with Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. <laughs> Woke up to <laughs> so much better place. Well, actually, this didn't happen overnight. It was during the yeah. middle of the day. But uh, 
Regardless. <laughs> that was a bad analogy, Jared. They went to bed with Baker Mayfield and woke up with Sean Watson. Had breakfast, him. lunch. That's yeah. what happened. It is. Woke up with Sean Watson acting like, hey, you my masseuse today? How you doing? That's what. <laughs> the whole city, too. <laughs> So, yeah, in case you have not heard, Deshaun Watson, now a Cleveland Brown. Uh, in exchange for just draft picks, Baker Mayfield was not actually a part of the trade, although he might as well. Yeah, he's about to say he might as well. Just... Uh, for his, I'm sure he wishes that for his sake. Um, but, yeah, 2024 uh, fifth-round draft pick and Deshaun Watson went to Cleveland, and then Cleveland sent the, the Texans three first round draft picks over the next three years and then a 2023 third round pick and a 2024 fourth round pick Deshaun getting five years 230 million all fully guaranteed uh, getting basically 46 mil a year all guaranteed outside of his first year where he's got his little cap science going on to to uh evade the possible suspension uh but what do you guys think about the browns now having a new <laughs> franchise quarterback um i'm sure this was a shock to you guys what were your opening thoughts Hated it so much. <laughs> Once again, my whole ass team is now. <laughs> we are now going to be the fourth fourth best team in this division. Fourth best outside. Just looking in. When's the last time you heard the Browns, uh, Cincinnati, and Baltimore all going to be better teams on paper at least than Head Steelers? And shoulders better too. Yes. Yeah, so my thing is, why does every team this like? Off season make so great like all the teams make <laughs> wonderful moves and then here's my team we're gonna pick up Trubisky <laughs> that's our saving grace Trubisky <laughs> we're bringing us to this Wonderland <laughs> I was like I just dumbass team <laughs> while the Browns are making wonderful oh. moves everybody else the Dolphins even making progressive moves and here's my team yeah. like yeah, <laughs> then our coach talking about going to go watch college at college quarterbacks throw the ball around. I'm like, we have three quarterbacks on a roster that don't make one. Why are we anyway? <laughs> Congrats on okay, so, the combine watching. First of all, you watch it exactly. You want you want to talk about the NFL just being nuts? Like that division went from Big Ben with the Steelers. And then now they got the worst quarterback mm-hmm. in the whole division. Awesome. Uh, you got Lamar Jackson, you got <laughs> Joe Burrow, and you got Deshaun Watson. Mm. All of them jokers are younger than like 27 years old. I think Lamar Jackson's the oldest. Right. Um, Jesus, that's crazy. Deshaun Jackson's only 26 years old. Um, and then you got Mitchell Trubisky. That old. <laughs> Oh, Mitch, 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 so Mitch. that is that, that that is wild that that happened me. and it was it, it was nuts <clears> because <throat> we woke up that day with the news being reported that the Browns were told they were out of it yeah and that he was going to go to the NFC South and I think they're saying that Deshaun Watson was like you know what the Browns have a better roster than the Saints. In Carolina, um, 
and the Falcons. I mean, God, yes, the Falcons of Carolina, obviously. But I think what really did it was that the Browns were the ones to be like, you know what? Uh, you say we're out? How about $230 million guaranteed? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that Cleveland dollar is the same as any dollar in the United States. Buddy. I mean, $230 million yeah. in, living in Cleveland might yep. as well be $6 billion. <laughs> yep, it is. Like, listen. Miles Garrett won't be sacking you in an NFL game because he's on your team now. Um, we got your pull bowl wide receiver. We might have let go of Javar's Landry, but we're not going to talk about that. But we still got Chubb. We still got Kareem Hunt. Right. Um, $230 million. Did we mention the fact that we're going to give you $200 million guaranteed? <laughs> I mean, how does this man go from a 4-12 and team one year after signing a contract, says he wants out, gets accused of sexual assault on 22, <laughs> 15 criminal, 22 civil. The grand jury does not indict him on the 15 criminal. The civil's still going on. And this joker gets to go to a better roster Jesus. with a $12 million raise, $230 million guaranteed. Can I have his legal team? Like, who is his lawyer? Like, who... The, the fact that he's only getting paid $1 million next year because if he gets suspended for a year, they only get a $1 million out of that two hundred and thirty. He's like, I'll give you a $1 million goes, for my transgressions. I don't give a shit. Which goes um, to show in our division, you go ahead and touch anybody you want. You won't pay the money. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, is, that is true. That is true because Big Man definitely touched somebody. Mason Rudolph wants to, but nobody will let him, but he wink at everybody. Um... But, no, I, I just think it's wild. I think it's a wild trade. Um, I think that the, the crazy thing is that you get you, you have two teams now in the AFC that just sold the farm for quarterbacks. And they only really yeah. have a two- to three-year window. Yeah. Two-year window at best. Because once that two-year window is up, they're not going to – like, they're going to have to continue to pay out the butt and they're going to lose some of these talented players that are already on the roster. I'm talking about the Broncos, and I'm talking about the Browns. Um, they're, they're, they're not going to be able to hang on to all of their talent. So Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, they are up against the clock more than any of these other quarterbacks, all of these other great quarterbacks in the AFC, do absolutely win now. Um, and I'm really kind of fascinated to see what happens in the AFC. Like, my favorite team is the Seahawks, and I almost don't even really give a shit about the NFC this year. <laughs> I am fascinated by what's happening. My quarterback's Drew Locke right now. Like, I mean, Seattle tried to put it on Twitter that Drew had the QB position on lockdown. I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, go drown in Lake Washington. Um, the, uh, I really care about, like, what's happening in the AFC this year, this quarterback situation, the arms race that's going on in the AFC is just nuts. My last... It is going to affect legacies. It's going to affect it legacies. Without a doubt. My last comment and rant about this is I had a Browns fan at work tell me, he's like, I hope you know you can't tell me shit for the whole entire season because <laughs> you're a better team than you. And I didn't have a response. There's nothing that I can say to this, man. It's because, like, you're right. They because, like, I dogged out for the past couple of years of working with you about you being a Browns fan, so now we switch positions. <laughs> you know what you can you, you know what you can tell him? Is that, yeah, you guys went through, like, 34,000 quarterbacks since 1999, <laughs> and you've never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> and your name is a color. That's your name. <laughs> color. Shut up. Uh, G Money says 
Deshaun's gonna need all that money to pay off all those women. I'll <laughs> <laughs> probably again, man. That legal team. Shit, they got him an extra twelve million a year to pay off all these people. Because he's probably gonna lose civilly. Um, yeah, he's gonna he's yeah. gonna have he's gonna have some to pony up civilly. And like, not only yeah, will we get you all these cases, we will get you more money <laughs> too. I was like, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think that the Browns are going to be one of those teams that could either really excite the NFL. Or be one of those teams that we're talking about at the end of the year, like what the hell happened to them? Yeah, I don't like what we did this year with the Browns. Like everyone thought that the Browns <laughs> yeah. were going to go to the playoffs and everything like that. Like it's going to be the same thing because they're still uber talented. They're more talented than what they were. Yeah. Now. But the crazy thing is, is like what happens to Baker Mayfield now, Jalen? What happens to him? Like if That's the Colts got a quarterback, question. the Falcons got a quarterback, everybody got a quarterback. Steelers got okay. Some funny shit today though. The Steelers coming out saying yes. that if Baker Mayfield <laughs> becomes a free agent, they might sign him. <laughs> Holy shit! I would, ra- I, see, I would rather if, drink. If, bleach. If I would I... rather drink bleach. <laughs> I'd rather if, shit if my own I, sock and wear it before I have Baker Mayfield as my quarterback. <laughs> if I have to see some fucking commercial where Baker Mayfield moving the shit into a Mayflower truck and driving it to Heinz Field, <laughs> and then we got to see that shit from that stadium being how no, that would be the most Browns and Steelers thing ever. Is if Baker I'll, Mayfield becomes the Steelers quarterback, I'll I would like, love that. Shaq, Shaq, I'm rooting for that. <laughs> I want that. To All happen. I'm saying is if Baker is, Mayfield becomes uh, my quarterback, you will hear me complaining oh. for 17 weeks straight. Okay, man. My, you, uh, listen, apparently, apparently the QB position is on lock in my at my team, so three, I'm not even worried. We about have it. three uh, quarterbacks you, on our roster right now. What are we doing? How many quarterbacks can you stack not, on a roster? Yeah, but, but, but you you just said not one of them is a yeah. quarterback. At least Baker Mayfield's a number one pick. For who? He's a number one pick. <laughs> For who? Cleveland Browns. He's a number one draft pick. The 2018 Cleveland Browns. Stop it. How many hey, quarterbacks do we need hey, on the roster? Hey, hey, that number one draft pick whooped the shit out of you in the playoffs in 2020. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, right. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. Angers can't be I'm right about to whoop the shit out of us in a different way when you, he becomes part of our team. Want, you, want, <laughs> you want Mitchell Trubisky. You want Mason Rudolph winking at the defensive lineman. Or you want Baker Mayfield. Uh, don't forget Haskins is part of that. Part of that race too. Haskins yeah, definitely still. Haskins is holding race. a clipboard. Haskins <laughs> has that clipboard that. sewn to his goddamn hand. That man <laughs> didn't let go of that clipboard. That is, it's an extension of his arm. He's like, guys, I can't throw a pass with this. They're like, we don't want you to throw a pass. You're bad at throwing passes. We just want you to hold the clipboard. <laughs> That's the uh, my Tom is a smart man. The, the only team that mm. felt that four quarterbacks in a roster I... and still be useless at the end of the season. You understand Jaylen, how I am disrespectful it is for a team to be like, we'll trade you to our divisional rival. That's how little we think of you. <laughs> yes. No, it, no it, still... it's not even trading. It's letting him go and then oh, it's it, right. him up. And still work because the shit, you, still oh, work wait, the shit out you, of you. Come. You, you know that Baker Mayfield would want to go to Pittsburgh because he believes in himself so much that he yeah. would want to try to show up right. Cleveland. Just for, just for the Browns but to I beat his to ass God, two weeks next season. I... I want in the first in the first month of the NFL season, I want a Monday night football game, Baker Mayfield against Deshaun Watson, oh Pittsburgh, God. Cleveland, that would, in Cleveland. That, I want it so goddamn bad. That would be the I want only Baker night. Mayfield to fucking win. 
That would That's be the- what I want. That <laughs> is what I want. That would be the only night that I might fight somebody at the bar if you all go out. Is if you all go out to go watch the Browns versus the Steelers as Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. throwing the ball for the Steelers. Because you don't know, we don't realize that people at Middles will honestly dog me out so hard. Exactly. The only way you're getting at a fight at a bar watching the game is if you actually have my back instead of taking shots with people at the bar. All That's right. the only way we're getting at a fight. Episode 77. I was like, I, I, that, that shit happened around episode like 50-something. We still here talking about 20 episodes later. You know, that, that matchup, like Deshaun versus Mayfield, Steelers, Browns, if you would have told me that a month ago, I'd be like, eh, I could kind of see that. You know, I feel like the Steelers could get Sean Watson somehow. And then you say, no, 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 no. Sean Watson is a Brown and Baker Mayfield is a Steeler. I'd be like, what the hell universe are we living in where that's the case? <laughs> the universe that I root for the team. <laughs> that, that is the, that would be the biggest game of Oh, the year, and you know it would be prime time. Despite God, what happens, such great yeah, Despite what happens in the game, it could be a low scoring game, but it would still be a just like <laughs> most comical thing, not to make kind. Yeah. You're amazing. Baker Mayfield would throw the ball out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Be like, wait a minute, I thought Juju was running a route. And they'd be like, Juju's not on the team. What the fuck are we doing? Like, that's God for once. <laughs> Oh um, G-Money so says, bad. we all know that if the oh. Steelers pick up Mayfield, that Shaq will be sporting a Mayfield jersey before the end of the season. Oh, but get, don't get me wrong. <laughs> no. If Baker Mayfield somehow leads us to, like, a uh, playoff game, I'd be like, you know what, you bastard, you finesse me into buying this jersey. <laughs> Jalen, Jalen. Shaq will buy the jersey in the off season and wear it in hopes that Mayfield gets hurt in preseason. That's what he would do. That's what he would do. The one time he would try to he would he would try to put the jersey curse on him. He would try to put the jersey curse on him preseason. I would wear it for like six weeks straight. Sleep in it, wear go it, to work in it, wear it to work, <laughs> his ass with it. <laughs> I won't take this off until you blow your kneecaps. I swear to God. <laughs> All right, folks. The moral of the story here is get a lot of massages and you'll get paid in the end of the day. That is oh, the moral of horrible. <laughs> this show continues to dance on that line of what is okay and what is not okay to talk about. <laughs> Not a bad business practice. I'm just saying. I mean, hey, masseuses hey. need money too. Right, they're about to get paid. He's getting paid. They're getting paid. He got a great experience. He got paid so he could pay them. And look, they're doing it too, but they dance right to court right after they finish hey. doing it. Also, we, we live in a capitalist society, gentlemen. Exactly. That's what happens. And that's the legal system. <clears throat> and on that same note of people moving around different teams we're going to pick apart this free agency that's been going on for the past few days here so i figured the way that we can do this is with all the the signings extensions trades um we can just kind of go around one by one like we'll just go on a rotation and just anybody or obviously just us three we can just mention any of these moves that have stood out to us like individually like uh, like, Shaq, if you want to go first, and just what is a move that has stood out to you in this entire uh I think market? the move that the one we just went over, Tyreek going to Miami, I feel like that benefits legit everybody in the process. 
um, Kansas City has the opportunity to widen their team when it comes to receivers, defense, with all the options they have as picking. Tyreek is, of course, getting paid. He has an opportunity for a team to build around him, so there's benefits in multiple ways. And Miami is like they get an all-star top, one of the top receivers in the game. And worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out, now they have another decision of it's clearly not or offense, it's a quarterback is a problem, so they have the opportunity to let's transition to a different quarterback. This benefits us, at least we know what the problem is. So it's like either they do really well, they don't, and now they know what the problem is. So it's like I feel that now this benefits everybody on different levels of the game. So I feel they made it that move was the biggest move for everybody. Nobody really got too screwed over, in my opinion. So <laughs> yeah. Um, Mainland, what was the move that has stuck out to you so far? Well, I mean, I think that just free agency as a whole. By the way, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going around. Like, we're just going to keep, because yeah. obviously there's a lot to get through, so. Yeah. It was just, it was just nuts. Um, nine players combined that have already moved teams, 39 Pro Bowls. Jesus. That's, that's just nine. So we're, we're going to keep going circles. I'll get in some of these moves together. But if you were to ask me the most important move, the one that I think is going to affect the landscape more or changes the trajectory, trajectory of any team, I do think it has to be Russell Wilson. Yeah. Because I think you're looking at a loaded team. It had Teddy Small Hands Bridgewater quarterback and went 7-9. If you have a healthy Russell Wilson on that squad in the AFC West, it puts Patrick Mahomes and people like Herbert, Derek Carr that went to the playoffs. Like everyone's forgetting about the Raiders, like the Chargers went to the playoffs and the Raiders did. Like the Raiders are the ones that went to the playoffs last year. Um puts all three of those quarterbacks on notice. Like you want to talk about making Patrick Mahomes butt cheeks sweat a little bit over his legacy. Oh, Russell Wilson in there who says he wants to play 10 or 12 more years. Um, the uh, I think that that is probably the biggest impact of a single player changing teams is Russell Wilson going to that squad because they do have a good squad. Now, again, we are the official show of record of the Broncos going 0-17. That's what we're rooting for. That's what we want. Don't say you don't want it, Shaq. Shut the fuck up. That's what we're doing. Um, you're with me on this one. Um, the record the, uh, of this show but also I do think shows that Russell Wilson, be with you on this one. So. Well, listen, there, there, there's a lot of things that we are the show a record on. I won't get into any of them because I don't want to remind them to cancel us. Um, but Russell Wilson is probably like the biggest move that could have that, that's happened in free agency so far. And that was a trade. That wasn't in free agency. Yeah, I, I, I feel like if. If Deshaun didn't have this the suit stuff going on, that could have been it. But um, we're all assuming that Deshaun's probably going to be missing like half of this first year, so it's like even even if he doesn't miss the half of the first year, I still think that Denver has a little bit of a better defense, and I still think that Denver has a better wide receiver core. I do think that Cleveland has a better running game, mm-hmm. and I. I think they're going to have to change their offense to suit Deshaun Watson a little bit. But Denver has an offensive-minded coach, and, you know, 
They've been saying let Russ cook. They're going to let him cook. Yeah. Um, and we saw what he could do in the first half of 2020. <clears throat> I mean, he was putting up numbers in that first half of the year until Pete Carroll put the brakes on the offense because the threw four interceptions against the Bills one game. Um, but that's beside the point. But I do think that the Broncos have the better roster than Cleveland, even though they are in a tougher yeah, division. Actually, they're both really goddamn <clears throat> tough divisions, though. Yeah. Jesus. Um, in that same division, Devontae Adams going to Las Vegas. I thought that was huge. Uh, just really f- funny to me how him and Aaron Rodgers kept going on this like th- this last year. How they were like, oh, it's our last dance, and woe is us, and it's just us here in Green Bay making this thing happen. And then Aaron Rodgers signs, stay in Green Bay, and Green Bay did offer Devontae Adams a pretty nice chunk of money to stay there as well and he said no I'm good I'm going to go to Las Vegas peace (laughs) I think the crazy thing about that is that I think he and this is crazy okay but I think there's more stability in Derek Carr in Las Vegas than there is an Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and that's wild I think he made a great move going to Las with, with that than Green Bay honestly I think Aaron Rodgers is a loose cannon with this type of stuff. He has the I don't give a shit mentality, and it's really. <laughs> don't get me started. Just know that you brought it up if it comes up in conversation. I'm sorry, America, but Dwight Howard had a, from the free throw line to the basket, wide open dunk, and he somehow bricked it. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not going there right now. It's unrelated. I'm sorry. That's why I have no respect. We're not, we're, we're, not, we're, we're not doing this. We're not talking about the Lakers, but we're talking about Reed. And we're not doing it. Anyway, Ron James isn't even playing. I refer, I refrain myself. All I'm saying is that the man saw an opportunity in a team that's a playoff contender. You can't. That was more consistent. Say, you're not going there and then go there, Shaq. No, I'm, no, he's still talking about Devontae Adams. No, I'm going back to Devontae Adams. Oh, oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> no, I'm not that. Let it be because I can, I can go all night about Dwight Howard and how my opinion about Dwight Howard. So, like, <laughs> I thought he was like, I'm not going there with Dwight Howard. But let me about, tell you what I'm I about to say. You go ahead and tell your business of work to go ahead and just don't expect to see you tomorrow. But like, yeah, I have seen realize there's more consistency going on in Vegas than there is at Green Bay. Mm-hmm. He's like, as far as you know, come next year, this shit ain't going to be here. <laughs> so, But, yeah, I really liked that move of him going to the Raiders. Like, Derek Carr having um, him now. Obviously, um, Waller's still there. Uh, the Raiders, like, they're looking really, really nice. And, like, everybody in that division now is looking really, really nice. Um, but, yeah, Devontae Adams going to the team that he wanted to go to. Is I think crazy good and getting a huge, huge payday that has trickled down to the rest of the wide receiver market is crazy. Um, and they got Chandler Jones, right? And Chandler Jones, yeah. I mean, damn. Shaq, what's your next uh, notable move? Um, like next notable moves, of course, I'm gonna say the Browns. Even the <laughs> homeboy will not be able to play for maybe half a season. It's still, a, I feel like, a noteworthy move that's going to cause a triple event of where does Baker end up now? Because you know he's not going to – is he a man who's going to settle to be 
a second string quarterback once homeboy is like able to play. No, I don't see him being that person. I'm going to be a franchise quarterback to yeah. uh-huh. I'm now riding the bench behind somebody. Because we all know that once homeboy is able to play, that Baker Mayfield will not be their starting quarterback. So it's like, where does he end up now? It's just a matter of a waiting <coughs> game and the wait and see where his decision is. So it makes the market all that much more like interesting. Unfortunately, knowing the luck of my market, it's going to wander his way into Pittsburgh. I'm going to be upset watching Bacon Mayfield and why people have thought him. After I spent all that season dogging out Bacon Mayfield being the worst <laughs> player on his team, he's going to end up on my team. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I literally made that statement towards the end of that season of yeah. Baker Mayfield being the worst player on the Browns. And he's the reason they can't win nothing. Just for him to be putting on a steel jersey come next season. But, like, you know, to me, that's the most interesting one. Maitland? Um, I know this may not necessarily be free agency, but the next person on my list as far as, like, most important, it has to be Tom Brady coming out of retirement. Hmm. That team was about to win four games next year without Tom Brady. <laughs> and we were hoping for it. No, no, no. I will make voodoo dolls <laughs> to make it happen. <laughs> if I hear Champa Bay, like, I don't know, if a kid on a sidewalk yells Champa Bay, I might accidentally hit a sidewalk with my car. Um, anyway, um, but. Tom Brady coming back. They were not getting some of these. Leonard Fournette just signed a three-year deal. Yeah. Um, They franchised Godwin, but then they worked out a contract extension. Why? Because Tom Brady came back. Gronk is going to come back. I know that uh, Adamican Sue is still a free agent. He's probably coming back. Tom Brady has somehow managed to find the AFC East of the NFC. (laughs) Because he is the quarterback in the (laughs) NFC South. With the quarterback likes of Mariota with the Falcons, Jameis Winston with the Saints, and Sam Darnold with Carolina. Unbelievable. How, they're going 6-0 and in the division. Yep. And they are – all they have to really contend with is the Rams because Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a wide receiver to throw to because if they're not wearing number 17, he doesn't trust you. He's not going to throw you the ball. Syndergaard uh, was the next best wide receiver they had, and he's a free agent, and he's going to meet with Kansas City right now because they just traded Tyree Kill. Um, and they don't have all the first-round draft picks that everybody else has to, to draft all these wide receivers. So you're really looking at the Rams, right? Like, that's really the team. Everyone's going to probably say the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are losing depth left and right when yeah. it comes to offensive line defensive line secondary like they they got some playmakers on offense but that's it and when i say playmakers that's very loose when i say playmakers because (laughs) zeke zeke is cooking more meals than he's running for yards um right now so you really got the rams um and and tampa bay next year i would think or the or the favorite kyler murray he's a little bitch and sulks whenever you know, the Cardinals lose, and they're not good after the second half of the year. The Seahawks are, I don't know, cooked, whatever, lock, shut up. Um, no, no one else in the NFC. Like, Brady was like, oh, this is what the NFC is like? I can go to one of the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. And listen, all these quarterbacks in the AFC, right, 
all these quarterbacks. There's like eight of them. Not even going to name them because we got to talk about other people in free agency. If Tom Brady makes it to another Super Bowl against any one of those eight quarterbacks, are you betting against Tom Brady? Nope. I'm not. No. no. I'm not. It's fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous that the man is still playing. But it is. I mean, you want to you want to talk about changing? Yeah, changing the course of a franchise. Literally, only going to win three or four games. Now they're probably (laughs) going back to the NFC Championship game. At minimum. At minimum. Fucking pisses me off. That that is funny. It is really funny. Like you said, like it's like the AFC East all over again. How the NFC South is just a complete trash bin now and it's like well shit why would I leave now like this is the perfect time for me to keep playing um uh, speaking of older quarterbacks Matt Ryan G Money brought this up in the chat just a second ago but Matt Ryan going to the Colts um I have to say kudos to uh, the Falcons for doing right on him and basically just setting him free by trading him to uh, the Colts are in a much better position to obviously win a hell of a lot more games than the Falcons are. Uh, you know, he gave them everything for well over a decade. And they're going to be in extreme cap hell for a little while here. But they just said, go, go on, be free. Um, but the Colts, what do you guys think about Matt Ryan now leading the charge with the Colts? They've now had, what is it, six different quarterbacks in six years? And Matt Ryan's just the, the next one here. I think that he is the best quarterback they've had since Andrew Luck. Well said. Phillip Rivers was past his prime. Um, Some people don't age very well. Uh, Phillip Rivers was past his prime. Great quarterback, past his prime. Um, Carson Wentz. That's all I need to say. I don't need to go into anything (laughs) else about Carson Wentz. Um, Matt Ryan is 36, about to turn 37, I think, in the middle of the year, in the beginning of the year, right? He is an MVP winner. That team has a lot of talent. And if you're asking me, just both the Colts and the Titans have great defenses, right? I'm not I'm not going to spend my time talking about the Jaguars because I know they've been active in free agency, but they're always active in free agency, and they still win four games a year. Um, so, yeah. So it, that, that division really comes down to, because, you know, we can talk about the AFC East, the North and the West is like being loaded, right? Like he got three good teams, four good teams in all the other divisions. The, the division that, that, that the Colts are in, that one is for the taking and it's between mm-hmm. them and the Titans. Yeah. And if you had to ask me, are you going to ride with Tannehill and Henry, or are you going to ride with Taylor and Ryan? I'm riding with Taylor and Ryan. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just think that, I, I think it's a match made in heaven for a couple of years. I hope he has some good yeah. years. I hope he stays healthy. Um, and he's able to kind of show people, you know, once again, what made him um, an MVP, you know, back in, I think, 20, 2017, 2018. Yeah. Uh, yeah before they inexplicably lost that Super Bowl that made Jalen very happy. Um, but I do think it's a really good trade for them. And I really like the fact that the Falcons were respectful. Yeah. And that's another thing about the NFL this year is that they're, yeah, some of these big name people are leaving, but these teams are being respectful and allowing them mm-hmm. lately. Like, listen, man, like we'll get what we can get, 
but we're going to kind of let you pick your shot. And it started last year with Matt Stafford going to the Rams. Yeah. The Lions were like, listen, you tell us where you want to go. We're going to work something out. Um, and I think that the Falcons did right by Matt Ryan and put him in the best possible situation to win now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. I, I could see him staying in Indianapolis for a little while, you know, a, a few more years until he retires. It seems like he'll be great, great fit there. And um, like you said, it is really cool that this year we've seen a lot of like we've not really seen any um, moves where it's like, oh, man, they got railroaded or the, the player just got a terrible deal. Like, seems like everybody has been getting their their fair share on both sides this whole year. And everybody seems to be pretty happy with, uh, you know, all the moves that have been made. Which is strange, but uh, great. Like, I don't know how that happened, but kudos to the NFL. Uh, Shaq, what's your next note? Um, Mela may not like this, but like, just I think it's already been mentioned, but like, just seeing Russ transition to a different team, it's like it's just an interesting switch up from somebody who thought I was gonna see spend his whole career, yeah, with Seattle. The offensive boom, Broncos jersey is kind of like, mm-hmm. all right, it was would never have predicted this in a thousand years, but. This definitely puts a giant twist on everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious on is this gonna be better? Is this gonna be worse? Is he gonna regret this and be like, you know what? I probably had a better chance in Seattle just mm-hmm. working there for the rest of my career, but like it is still just very interesting for me. He's another player that I thought was good, like I said before, spent forever. Yeah. Either I win another ring here or I just retire and call it a career. So yeah. Right, so, so Shat, you're you you work in the medical field, right? Mm-hmm. Terrible bedside manner. Why are you poking shit into my wounds? We already <laughs> talked about Russell Wilson. I already brought it up. That's fucked up. That hurts my heart. I have a question it's for fine. you, Leland. Oh Jesus. Are you? I know it's your team. Obviously, you love the Seahawks. Are you yeah. more interested in? Watching your team this year through 17 weeks try and win as many games as possible, or are you more interested in watching the Broncos hopefully lose as many games as possible? I'm more interested in the Seahawks. Okay. Um, because I think that we've made we've made some good moves to kind of show that they're not just wanting to rebuild and to continue to try to win. Um, and I do think that there is potential in someone like a Drew Locke. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if the Seahawks ended up with a, with a winning record. Um, mm-hmm. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if they had a losing record either. Um, I think it's like a 50-50 coin toss for someone like Drew Locke running the offense. But yeah. you got Drew Locke, which I think that the Seahawks have a better wide receiver core um, than the Broncos. Um, and they got Noah Fant in that trade tied in. But you're talking about Tyler Lockett. You're talking about DK Metcalf. They're upgrading the offensive line. Um, they just got Rashad Penny back, if he can stay healthy, because he ran roughshod all over the league for the last six weeks of the year. Um, they've made some some really key signings on defense. Um, they're, they're not only just with players and personnel, but Pete Carroll came out and you know, he admitted that he had been kind of archaic in his defensive system. 
and he brought in a bunch of defensive coaches and defensive people that are going to be a lot more aggressive, and they're switching to a 3-4. Um, and so they still have cap space to make some more moves. they got a lot of draft picks uh, over the next couple of years. Um, I'm excited to see what what they can do. Um, can they rebuild a roster? Um, can they not? Um, I think there's more... I think they're, the reason why I think it's more exciting is because I think there's more of a possibility of the Seahawks even being good or just crashing and burning. One of those is going to happen. Like, I don't think they're going to be mediocre. I don't think we're going to be talking about a 7-10 and 10 team. I think we're going to be talking about a 4-win team or a 10-win team. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, and so I think that that – and, you know, listen, there's they could draft a quarterback in this draft, which, God, I hope they don't because I don't necessarily <laughs> like any of them. Uh, they could because you're smart ass Jalen in our chat box earlier that, you know, they could pick up Baker Mayfield and make me want to hate my life. They, they could do all that. Um, but I would, I'm, I'm really interested to see what that offense and what that team team can do. But you know what? I got the red zone for a reason. So I'll still be praying <laughs> and making voodoo dolls for that. 17 <laughs> show a record people One seventeen. What is your next uh, free agency move that you took a liking to? Uh, well, it's not even so much that I took a liking to it, but I think that it was – I think it was just interesting that this happened. And this is going to, you know, be a few a few players, right? Um, everything that's happened in the AFC West. Russell Wilson gets traded to the Broncos. And then all of a sudden, in the news, for like every day since, they're like, oh, Chandler Jones is going to the Raiders. Right. Oh, Khalil Mack is going to the Chargers. Oh, Devontae Adams is going to the Raiders. Yeah. It's, oh, the Chiefs are restructuring contracts, but oh, while we're at it, we're going to go ahead and trade Tyreek Hill, and we're going to get a bunch of draft picks, and we're going to try to remake our offense. You know, and the, like there is so much complexity and talent um, in – in the AFC West, I mean, hell, even the Broncos got uh, Gregory, who they thought was going to re-sign with Dallas <laughs> until Russell Wilson called him. Like, why the fuck wasn't Russell Wilson doing that with the Seahawks? <laughs> I was going to call him people when he was with the Seahawks. What the fuck, man? Um, the uh, but that 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 division, <clears throat> I I don't know if you guys can think of one, and I don't even know if G Muddy can think of one. Maybe he can and put it in the chat. I can't think of another free agency year. For an NFL offseason, where an entire division is just been so reloaded and changed top to bottom with top talent, um, like we've seen in this division, um, it it's insane to me what, what what these teams have been able to do. I don't know how they're doing it. I'd like some lawyers to work at their <laughs> look at their cap numbers, see if they need to get fined a little bit, kind of like the Rams. And the Patriots, or not the Patriots, maybe the Patriots, fuck the Patriots, but the Bucks. Like, how do they keep getting all these people? I don't know how they got all these people, but they got them, and they're going to be entertaining to watch. <laughs> yeah, <I> was, <laughs> Cleveland Mack was my next one. Like, the fact that the Chargers were able to get him. Like like you said, it's just crazy that Russ gets there, and then it's Cleveland Mack shows up, Randy Gregory shows up, uh, you know, Chandler Jones is like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> How the hell, in just a matter of weeks, does this division just go nuclear on everybody else? 
It's almost like, did the rest of the NFL not pay their phone bills and they had their phone <laughs> shut off? Like, were they only able to deal with the AFC West? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, how the hell did all these people end up in the AFC West? It, it's insane. And I hate the AFC West because my Seahawks used to be a part of the AFC West. So Man, fuck the Broncos, the Chiefs, <laughs> the Raiders, you know, and like, all of them. I don't like them. We failed the to assholes. mention the. We said Devontae Adams showed up in the AFC West, but the other key receiver that showed up on the Chiefs, Juju. Juju. <laughs> yeah. You know, Juju. Be, hey, you know who he's going to be. Hey, you know who he's going to be best friends with. <laughs> Come on, you know, Patrick Mahomes' <laughs> fiance and brother. Social media darlings. They're going to be making TikTok videos for fucking days. It's Jackson, right? Jackson Mahomes is his brother. Man, I don't give Jackson 5, Jackson Mahomes. What the fuck? (laughs) Nobody cares. They just... just, I see him. I mean, they they just... I know. Jackson 5. They're about to combine social media accounts and about to fucking pop off. The... uh, (laughs) God damn! Last thing anybody needs is more distractions from this mother. (laughs) Are there any other moves you guys wanted to bring up? Okay. So, so, so let me just go through this list, and then Shaq can can say this because I just want to talk about some note. Like these are notable people that have either changed teams or decided to stay with their current team, right? So Von Miller to the Bills, crazy. Mm -hmm. Devontae Adams, right? Gregory, Randy Gregory, going going to the Broncos. Matt Ryan, Colts. Chandler Jones, Raiders. Clear map. We talked about them. Allen Robinson going to the Rams. Yeah. Huge yeah. to me because they're shopping Woods. Um, in fact, I think Woods is gone. Uh, Amari Cooper to the Browns. Uh, I do think that Javar's Landry is still a better wide receiver, but I think that the Cowboys getting rid of Amari Cooper is huge. Uh, Jameis Winston. Signing back with the Saints for a few million dollars and a bunch of fucking grab legs. Uh, Leonard Fournette signing back with the Bucks. I didn't think that that was going to happen, but Tom Brady comes back and shit happens. Uh, Marcus Mariota. I am actually interested to see if he can have a second coming like Ryan Tannehill had in Tennessee. Hmm. Can he become a viable starting quarterback in the NFL? He has the talent. I know he has the talent, but can, can he put it together? Um, you know, we talked about Chubisky. Sorry, Shaq. Uh, Rashad Penny signed back with the Seahawks for a one-year $4.4 million contract. Could end up being close to $7 million. Um, I'm glad we are able to get him back. Probably won't stay healthy, but he showed for six games why they drafted him begin, in the beginning. Tom Brady coming back. Aaron Rodgers staying with the Packers only have his best receiver leave, but apparently he knew. <laughs> Devontae Adams wasn't going to be there and he still resigned. So the man can't bitch anymore. Like he can't complain about the front hour, uh, the, the front office coming back. Um, and, you know, we have not mentioned yet, and this is the funny one Carson Wentz going to the Commanders. Oh, Commanders. God. I. <laughs> I. <laughs> need... <laughs> I just. Damn. That's just so funny. But beyond all those people that, that change teams, you want to know what I'm really looking for? Because the draft is in, what, like three weeks? Yeah. I think the draft is in three weeks. OBJ is still a free agent. 
Julio yeah. Jones, Jarvis Landry, AJ Green, Melvin Gordon, Cam Newton, Fitzmagic, Andy Dalton, Gronk still hasn't signed. Mm-hmm. Um, you still got Brown. Sheldon Richardson, Akeem Nix, Javante Clowney, uh, JP Paul, uh, Bobby Wagner is still a free agent. That's right. Javante yeah. Hightower, the Honey mm-hmm. Bowser, and Gilmore is still a free agent. You still have about, what, 12 people I just named? That are still free agents that are high, yeah, big names, high names, big names that are not going to get a lot of money. But if they go to a squad and they stay healthy, they can also bring like massive changes to to the landscape of the NFL. Yeah, it is crazy that like we've had this past month or these past few weeks of all these huge moves, and like you said, there's still. Like a dozen huge names that are still out there, uh, for for the taking. Like, let's see what happens right there. Um, yeah, I, as I really hope that Dante Hightower comes back to the Patriots somehow, some way. But uh, yeah. <laughs> you you want to know one more crazy stat? I said it earlier. Nine players move teams that combined for thirty nine Pro Bowls, right? That's nine players. You want to know what the previous record is in free agency with players with Pro Bowls? What's that? The number before that was 24. 24 Pro Bowls combined. An entire free agency period. This year alone, nine, nine players alone account for 39. And that's not even counting the Pro Bowls of, like, everybody else. Like, this has been a wild... NFL 14 days. It has been. overplaying March Madness. It's nuts. Absolutely. <laughs> Shaq, anything else you wanted to mention before we go to a break? Oh, no, I covered for the most part my opinion on this free agency. In other words, everybody benefited off of this except for one group of people, but yeah. Oh, there was a, there was a several Cowboys. I feel like my Patriots just kind of Extended a few people and let the rest of them go. But I feel like we did well last season enough where they're kind of like we're happy where we're at. So yeah, we, we just... did we did spend a lot last year. So yeah. And can I say one more thing, Jalen? Yeah. You know who Bobby Wagner is meeting with right now? I hope they're on the AFC West. The L.A. goddamn Rams. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. So. We want to talk about the words "fuck my life"? <laughs> Go ahead and let fifty-four be in a Rams uniform next year. Like, what the fuck is it with Seattle greats that go to the NFC West? Like Sherman and like, goddamn, like there's yeah. there's fucking twenty-eight other teams <laughs> in the NFL. Go find one of them. <laughs> 29 if you take out the Seahawks, because I know we let you go. I apologize. You're still going to be a Hall of Famer. You're going to be in the Ring of Honor. 29 other teams in the fucking league, and you're going to visit the Rams right now. Yeah. Okay. So, I said my piece. That pisses me off. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck. All right, folks. We will be back on the other side with with what's up with that and then uh, the Ryder Dine 25. So, we'll be back in seven and a half minutes. Remember to follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at AFR Sports. That's it, AFR Sports. Now back to the show with your hosts, Jalen, Shaquille, and Malin.
Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to your favorite show on the internet. Hope you had a great break. Hope you had productive break. Hope you refilled on whatever you may be drinking, eating, smoking during this fantastic show. Because I know we sure did. Actually, I did not, so can't even speak for myself. Anyway, we are going to take a shot to get back into the swing of things. Yeah, I'm uh, trying not to kill myself this time. <laughs> that was embarrassing. God bless. Like, we're all amateurs here. Are you guys drinking the 18 again? Mm, correct. Nice. This, uh, this bottle of Buffalo Trace has been doing me proud <clears throat> for like the last eight weeks. It has. And if Buffalo, anybody at Buffalo Trace is listening to this right now, it's pretty easy to get in contact. With, oh yeah, so. I'm definitely because of mail, and they will give me mail props. I have gone to like bars, and I've asked for like Buffalo Trace as like a drink. Look at that. If, if I know by Berman, and if they want to sponsor us, and also it's a couple sponsors. BHG baby, it is. Um, BHG troops. A lot of beer. Come on, Buffett. They can sponsor us. <laughs> if. <laughs> If Malin can move Shaq to go order Buffalo Trace, Buffalo Trace, I think that there's not some other people out there that would be moved. Or PXG, rather, that too. Mm-hmm. Just hey. saying. These, these golf clubs are amazing, gentlemen. I just went golfing last week with my cousins. Dominant, just straight down the fairway. Beautiful, great clubs. Eagles all Get over the place. Uh, no, the only eagle that I had on the golf course I saw in the trees. Um, it was majestic. It was beautiful. Um, but no, no, no eagles for me yet. Jesus, good lord. Uh, all right, let's move into our next segment of the show here, and that is what's up with that. This is where we air out our grievances with the sports world this week. Um, so I'll go first on this one. My what's up with that has to do with the redheaded stepchild here, the USFL, which is set to begin um, April something or other. I, don't know, I think the 13th, uh, literally within less than a month. Um, I find it very strange the fact that just within the last like 24 hours or so, um, there's been like some substantial rule changes. I don't understand how you can have a league about to start in less than a month before you change a bunch of rules. It's like, do you want people to take this seriously or not? Because I can't imagine the NFL doing this unless it's like, again, if it's something like minor, but how the hell are you going to have this start? You know, I'm assuming teams have, uh, playbooks already made and an idea of how they want to run their defense offense special teams and then a month before they're like okay uh these we've changed overtime rules we've changed kickoff rules like it's not just a couple of minor details it's like pretty substantial uh penalties and x y and z so that's my what's up with that is the damn usfl it's <laughs> i don't understand why anybody would take it seriously and this is just another Example of that. Yeah, I agree with that. 
give people a heads up and warnings so they change whatever they got going on playbook wise and advance. So strange. Um, chat. What's your what's up with that? Uh, what? Hold, hold, hold on. Let, let, let's keep oh, talking right. about this. You, 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 USFL for a second, because this is actually kind of interesting. Because you want to talk about how they're going to change rules a month before they start playing, right? You know why they did that? Why is that? Because they got NFL money. They have partnered with the NFL. And they are trying out different rule changes. It's like a test pilot. The USF has made themselves a viable spring football league because they have now partnered with the NFL. Um, I think it's kind of crazy that you got, I think it is eight teams that are spread out across the country, yet they're all playing in Birmingham, Alabama um, this year. Um, that I think is fucking <laughs> weird. Um, they're not even like the Tampa Bay Bandits are not playing in Tampa Bay this year. They're playing in fucking Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, sa- same with everybody else. Like they're That's all strange. playing in the same stadium, in the same place. But it's because it cut down on the at cost. I actually think they were smart with this uh, because most of the spring leagues that have been popping up, they fail. Right. Right. The only reason why the USF failed back in the 80s, you guys weren't alive in the 80s, I'm sorry. I was. Uh, not really old enough to remember the USFL, but there were some great players that played in the USL or USFL back in the past. You know a couple of them? I can name a couple. Herschel Walker played in the USFL hmm. before he played in the NFL. Jim Kelly played for hmm. San Antonio before he played for the Bills. Steve Young played for the LA Express before he played for Tampa and then went to the 49ers. So they like they they had some really great players back in the 80s. But what they're doing now is back in the 80s they fucked up because they let Donald Trump become an owner of the New Jersey Generals and then he tried to join the NFL and it didn't work out so they folded. Now what they're doing is they've actually partnered with the NFL and the NFL is using them as like a guinea pig on certain rule changes to see if it's successful or if it's not. And they're giving them NFL money. They've helped them get TV contracts. Next year, they're supposed to start playing in, like, the home cities that they're they're originally from. But they wanted to cut the overhead this year so that they're viable so they can keep going for a second year. Because what's been happening for the last 15 years is that you got a spring football league. They come in, they play one year, and either they don't even finish – um, or they, they fold after that year. Now, I do think the Access fell had a pretty good thing going back in 2020 until yeah. COVID. Right. And then it kind of fucked it all up. And the XFL is still going to come back next year. And, you know, hey, The Rock is <laughs> the owner of that now. And he's going to try to do something. I don't know. But I think the USFL kind of realized that, listen, if you want to be a viable league and you want to play spring football – you have to have NFL money, and that's what they've done. And that's why they've had some of these rule changes that they've had uh, because they are now the guinea pig for player um, personnel, looking at them, evaluating talent, um, and trying out different rule changes before they go to the NFL now. So I think it's actually interesting, crazy, but interesting. Um, I think we're going to see them this year, and I think we're going to see the USFL 
for a few years to come. I think it's actually going to be a, a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I've got no problem with them being like the the guinea pig for these changes. It's just the fact that it happens so with such short notice um, before the start of the year. I don't, yeah, don't know well, why they couldn't they, make that happen a little earlier. Uh, they just got the NFL money. Like the USFL was going to try to do their league independent and all this stuff. And I think within the last 20 days, that's when they partnered with the NFL. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, if we're talking about the USL, what's up with that? Why do you got eight teams representing eight cities across the USA, USA but you're all playing in Alabama? Yeah. All of you. What the fuck is that? <laughs> there's a few Tampa things. Bay Bandits playing in Alabama. It's <clears throat> fucking weird. Spring <laughs> football. Listen, I'm all for it, man. I am all for spring football. I can't get enough of football. True. Except for Jeff, except for Jeff Fisher. The fact that he's a coach – in the USFL, <laughs> they're not even playing 16 games, but whatever team he's coaching is still going to end up 7-9. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they're not even playing that many games, but he's going to end up 7-9. It's going to be in there. It's going to happen. Shaq, what yeah, is your, what's up with that? Only what's up with that is I hate to see these big controversial, big news stories about fans and players getting to like beefs because they got these courtside fans talking the most amount of trash, getting in players' faces, knowing that these players ain't gonna fight them because or get in their face or start issues because of controversy and like they Are you don't... talking about a specific situation? Yeah, um, what's to say? It's big. Uh, big boy center. I can't remember his name now. Nurkic. Yeah, it's Nurkic. It's like they talk all this trash, try to aggravate players. It's kind of like. You do it because you know there's zero to no repercussions. Yeah. Worst, worst case scenario, they tell you to leave the stadium. They, they tell you to leave the ring. Mm. But you know dang well if it was a regular homeboy on the side of the street, you the same size and build, you would not be running your mouth the same way that you do because <clears throat> you know there's no repercussions to your actions. Because me, at least I'm smart enough to know that I see this homeboy, I'm not going to be talking the most amount of shit to this man. <laughs> History has shown that when these NFL players actually try to fight you, you will not be winning these fights. There's a whole Netflix documentary about this stuff, and there's a lot of people that got folded in the process. I'm just saying I hate seeing these people acting because they feel like there's no repercussions to their actions. I work in healthcare, and there's a lot of people that talk trash to a lot of nurses and people thinking that they're a nurse. They can't fight me. They can't fight back, so I can do and say whatever I want. I can even try and hit them, and I know damn well these nurses technically allowed it. Don't be, don't be, don't don't run those risks. Act like a like a responsible adult, and just if you got courtside teats, sit there and watch and enjoy the game. Yeah. Don't be just that obnoxious type of person trying to ruin the game, trying to start problems because you get to sit literally right next to players. Don't be that person. Good <laughs> thing, Shaq. First of all, you've been to a bar with me. You know I'm just that type of person. I'm but the difference is, you're ready. You're um, you talk crap and you're ready for whatever ready. that person's ready, ready to do. <laughs> right. I don't care if you stand up for two feet taller than me. Whoop my ass. Uh, <laughs> no, Second, two two more things. First of all, fans know that there is not somebody in the NBA today is unstable is run our test, so they're gonna talk shit. Okay. Y'all remember the mouse in the palace. Go ahead and throw a beer at somebody. Fuck around to find out. Okay? <laughs> you don't have 
Maybe Russell Westbrook is that say, unstable. If anybody. Maybe you fuck around <laughs> with him because he's already feeling a certain way about the way people are talking about him. Maybe Westbrook <laughs> might go in the stands. Um, but I'll never forget the mouse in the palace. Uh, those fans found out really quick that you don't want to mess with. Like, do you guys remember? Like, I don't know if you guys were watching the NBA back then because that was a long time ago. That was back in 2004. But I remember these fat ass Pistons fans squaring up on the court with Steven Jackson, <laughs> and he dropped one of them like a fucking loaf of bread. It was it was ridiculous, and he slipped when he punched him. Lights out, and his brother looked at him like, "I'm not. I, I ain't gonna mess with you." Uh, so yeah, you don't have Steven Jackson run our test in the league right now. Uh, so that's why they're saying. Plus, second, I kind of feel like if you're going to charge me $15 a beer, I get to say whatever the fuck I want. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But if you're I... going to make me spend $30 for two beers, the gloves are off. But my thing you is... You can I... say whatever you want. I can't afford to get that drunk to be being that reckless in my life. If, I sp- <laughs> if I'm spending $40 just for two beers... <laughs> Am I really okay, being that but, reckless? Okay, okay, but Shaq, at the same time, we talk shit about players all the time on this show. You're trying to tell me right now, if we weren't in an NBA game and the Lakers were playing and Dwight Howard broke <laughs> that fucking dunk that y'all just saw 30 minutes ago, you wouldn't be talking <laughs> mad trash to that That's man? That's my thing. I wouldn't be saying like directly that, to it, but I know I'd be talking loud no. as hell. I'd be like, this yeah, bum-ass that, motherfucker that, over yeah. here that man mother. is three feet. T- His shoulders are bigger than your head, and that's saying something. Okay? So he whoop your ass. I, my thing about it is know. knowing us, you'd probably drink before we go there, show up oh, there, drink no. again. I would say it loud as hell. He would look at me, and I would probably still. <laughs> Drunk me would still be like, you bum ass motherfucker. If Dwight Howard squared off at you, you'd piss your pants. I'm just saying. I'd piss my you, pants, you, but you'd at the same time. He might he might swing and miss like a free throw or a dunk. I don't know, but he's probably gonna clock you on the second one. But drunk me knowing it's like chokehold. It's like you see this in my head, you better hit arms. me three times before you do any damage. Don't be playing games with me. My skull <laughs> built for resistance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't I don't wanna try not to make forehead jokes. I'm really trying yeah, as, don't as, don't <laughs> Oh, okay. Don't don't act like you're like we're playing softball and you just lay one over the plate. Don't do that to me, Shaq. I'm trying to be a nice person. All I'm saying don't, is like I understand, I understand logistics, but like these people who squaring up with like these big ass six foot ten, two hundred eighty five pe- eighty five pound people, I don't know for damn sure. I got about two and a half seconds before my ass is laid out inside the NBA yeah, court. Jalen, no, no, Jalen, you know damn well Shaq would just fucking lean in with his head and break their fucking hand. He'd be like, fucking juggernaut. Just bam! Just hit it. Like, now, I will say this. I will say this. Dwight Howard might miss a dunk on an official rim. There ain't no fucking way he's missing your head if he's playing with that. That's a big ass. It's like hitting the broad side of a fucking barn. That's it's an un- unstoppable force. It's an immovable object. But I feel like he'd be doing more damage to himself than me. And we all know Dwight Howard is soft as hell, according to history. So, <laughs> this, 
this man could be in the front rides of Ukraine and just start fucking headbutting tanks and Putin would fold. He'd be like, fuck it. We're moving out, people. Just, just, I just, I said I didn't want to do it, man. You, you, God damn it. Okay. We've so, lost 200 tanks today. The hell yeah. is going on? <laughs> this is a wanted poster of me just headbutting the shit out of fucking tanks. <laughs> Jack just headbutt a tank and drink a Gatorade. Be like, I'm fucking fine. Like, um, <laughs> setting records. Be like, fuck the Blitzkrieg. <sighs> this is Shaq Creed right here, man. Be, running in there with that. They built a, a, a statue of Shaq in the Ukraine. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do. Just, just have him put his head down and run towards the Russian, and the whole fucking military people would fall behind him with a blanket fucking shield, man. They just, goddamn, greatest call of duty kill streak of all. That, time. that is a, that is a bigger dome than they put over the nuclear reactor in fucking Chernobyl. I'm just saying, and that thing, yes. God damn it. Okay, so what's up with that? Let's talk about my what's up with that, people. Before right, I'd be so a kill streak. My... Yeah, God damn, that man would have some melee records. Um, so, he'd be like, fuck using the head. Bam, headbutt. You should play soccer, Shaq. Why are you not playing soccer? Why? Midfield Why headers. Ass... No, just stand near the goal. In fact, he'd be a great goalie. Ain't no one scoring on your ass if you're if you're just headbutt every goddamn thing, man. You wouldn't even have to fucking move. Just move your neck, blanket that shit. The United States is about to win the World Cup, people. I'm afraid the rest, put... rest of the teams would call foul. They're like, this is not regulation. We can't allow this. Shaq is like fucking Mr. Potato Head. Big ass goddamn potato and just stick some legs and arms on them. Great. Uh, so, anyways. See, you get me going and I can't stop. Alright, anyways. We're not going to get off subject that far. So, what's up with that? Okay, so, my what's up with that is the NCAA tournament. How the hell did we not even get to the Sweet 16 and all 17.8 million brackets on ESPN are gone? Now, I will say this. It took the first fucking game for you two's bracket <laughs> to be busted. Y'all lost it on the first game. Y'all back, y'all brackets were busted on the first game. Yeah. That was so goddamn funny to me. Um, and then, you know, Shaq wants to play safe with number one picks. <laughs> and then loses, whatever. Um, I, I gotta admit, I was talking a lot of shit last week, and then when Kentucky lost, I was like, God damn it, my final four is fucked. And then when his was fucked, I was like, I feel better. Um, but no, isn't this been a wild tournament? Like, it's like the fucking wild, wild west out there. Who knows who the hell is gonna win? It is, this is nuts. And... The NCAA tournament is nuts. Another thing that it kind of reminds me, like, you know, it's the year 2022, and humans are supposed to be so advanced in this point but we have as many entries as we want to make as many brackets as we want and yet out of all 17 million people all of them are still wrong <laughs> all of them <laughs> we are just I'm convinced we're just naturally stupid <laughs> well I, I don't know I blame the players 
I blame the players. Like, fucking show up. If you're if you're a two seed playing a fifteen seed, stop yeah. fucking losing. Yeah, that's true. Like, just just <laughs> stop it. <laughs> uh, but no, like Warren Buffett every year laughs at everybody saying, I'll give somebody a million dollars if they got a perfect bracket. He's laughing at everybody. Right. Ain't nobody gonna have a goddamn perfect bracket. Um <laughs> But no, I, I just think that the NCAA tournament—it's been exciting, it's been crazy. Um, the, uh, I'm glad that <clears throat> half of my bracket is still together. Gonzaga and Arizona—I'm holding strong right. with y'all. I was a dumbass for picking LSU. Um, that was <laughs> stupid. Uh, someone mm-hmm. ragged on me like, "Oh, you picked LSU out of the SEC? Haha, I picked Tennessee." Well, what the fuck did Tennessee yeah. do? So, I mean, everybody's just laughing at each other. Everybody's just fucking stupid. Um, you did take no, LSU it, because of, of family. I did. I took a... But, okay, but you want to know what happened? I got off the phone with y'all and you want to know what happened? I called my mama and she said, Marilyn, you're so fucking stupid. Why'd you pick LSU? They ain't going to win. And I was like, God damn. I was like... <laughs> I was like... My mom is the biggest LSU fan, and she basically told me I was fucking stupid for picking them. And I was like, shit, I thought you were going to be like, oh, son, that was cute. I love you. Uh, mm, mm, hugs. No. I'm stupid. Uh, so <laughs> that was that was great. Uh, so what's up with that? Family, NCAA bracket, crazy. I don't even know who's alive in the Sweet 16. I don't know. Yeah. Outside of Gonzaga and Arizona, right. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a mixed match of teams there. But All right. Now we'll move in to our ride or die in 25. So last week, both Manlin and I went four in one. Goddamn right. Shaq, two and three. His hot streak mm. came to a screeching halt. Uh, <laughs> Mainland still leading the charge. 51 and 34, he's plus uh, 13. I am 68 and 58, I'm plus 10. And Shaq at 61 and 65, minus 4. I'd just like to say the NBA is still fucking me. (laughs) One one good week does not erase several bad weeks. Um, I still think the NBA is just, uh, just a wild west. Nobody, yeah. nobody's safe. Ridiculous. The, uh, ESPN was just showing a clip of Jimmy Butler and Donis Haslam almost getting into a fight on the sideline as they were getting blown out by yeah. Golden State. Don't know. Okay. Now that you mention it, go ahead and talk shit to Jimmy Butler and see what happens. Like, who wants to fight Jimmy Butler? No, nobody. Want to fight Jimmy Butler. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> What the hell is Haslam thinking? Did he fall down his head on the court? <laughs> That's one of the last Jimmy people Butler. I would want to fight the NBA. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Jimmy Butler about to roll his ass up like a burrito or something, man. You better calm the fuck down, Haslam. Your ass. <laughs> you may have won. You may have won rings with with Miami, but Jimmy Butler will take all them rings and punch your fucking face all with him. You better calm down. It's like, have you talked to Butler? Have you seen that man? It's like, I will not. Drunk me would still see Jimmy Butler and be like, oh. yeah. I think, man, I, think I think Kobe Bryant would be scared of Jimmy Butler. Probably. I think everybody is scared of Jim. I'm scared of Jimmy Butler. Never even met the man. <laughs> if I met him, I wouldn't even make eye contact with him. Here's shit at me. That motherfucker's hard, man. Crazy. 
First game of this week, we have the Mavs at the Timberwolves on Friday night at 8 o'clock. Shaq, who do you have winning? Uh, I see what you did there, but I'm going to choose Timberwolves with this game. All right. (laughs) Cannot blame you for that one because I went first. I went Timberwolves. I have nothing but faith and confidence in them. Here we go, Tim. Can't be upset at me. <laughs> Best <laughs> no, Go ahead, Phelan. I'm not I'm not even mad. Can't even I don't know. I had one good week. Um in fact I don't even know how I was four and one and he was two and three when I felt like we beat the same games. Um but no, I I'm going with Minnesota on this one. Uh Minnesota is actually won ten out of the last twelve. Uh, you want to know how hard Minnesota is right now? They were fucking clowning on Russell Westbrook sure when they beat the Lakers. Too on the court, just to his face. <clears throat> and he tried to play it off like they weren't clowning. And I was like, dude, like, you know, Towns and all them, they they were going to town on your ass. They were <laughs> they were just talking mad shit about you airballing, bricking. I mean, listen, I'm... <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, go go build houses for the homeless or for the needy with all these bricks you laying up. You don't you don't got to be playing in L.A. Um, but that, that that's how confident they are right now. They're like, you know, what? we're gonna talk shit to an MVP and a in a one day Hall of Famer on the court while we're beating your ass. Um, so I, I'm gonna take Minnesota because they've won ten out of the last twelve. Now Dallas has won nine out of the last twelve. So mm-hmm. they. Both teams have been playing really good, but I know that Luka is out tonight, and I wasn't able to figure out why he was out. I don't know if it was a rest or they're hiding an injury or whatever, but it makes me nervous with them playing on Friday. Is he 100%? Is he dealing with an injury? kind of wish they could would disclose that shit, but they won't. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Minnesota. <clears throat> yeah, I also have Minnesota winning this. Um, like you said, both teams are hot, but they did just play each other the other day. And um, T-Wolves just barely lost by two points. Um, so this time they will be in Minnesota, and I think that uh, the T-Wolves get the revenge this time around. So all three of us on our greens on that one. I also found that absolutely hilarious with Cat looking into the sky after Russ airballed that shot and <laughs> Patrick Beverly just clowning. Pretty much everybody in the Lakers, but primarily Russell Westbrook. I mean, damn. <laughs> wouldn't you? I mean, when, when Patrick Beverly is clowning you, who has absolutely done nothing in the NBA outside of being like the only thing that. Okay, so Patrick Beverly is this, this generation's Pat Bowen from the Spurs. All you do is play defense. Right. Um, and Bowen wore a bow tie once he retired, which kind of yeah. solidified that he was an ass. Uh, Patrick Beverly, I don't know what he wears, but he's an ass too. Um, <laughs> so just shut up, man. Like Russell Westbrook is more famous with his pinky than you'll ever be remembered in the NBA. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Next one, we have the Warriors at the Hawks Friday night as well. Uh, Malin, who do you have winning this one? Okay, so I know Atlanta just beat the Knicks over the weekend, which isn't hard. 
Um, Trey Young's feeling himself right now. Not only did he drop that 45, but he was talking shit about all the fans in Madison Square Garden when he did. He was like, ah, oh, you know, it wasn't even that loud. Um, and Golden State has only won four out of their last 12 games. Yeah. They are not playing good basketball without Steph Curry. And he's obviously not going to be available in this game. Um, Trey Young's been going off. They've only won seven out of the last 11, but they've won three out of four. Uh, so I'm going to go with Atlanta on this one. I am also going to go with Atlanta. It is ironic, though, that you say they have not been playing very good basketball and they just beat the brace off of Shaq's heat tonight. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I feel like the Hawks will get the best of them at home on uh, Friday. I feel like if they if the Warriors would have lost tonight to the heat, it would have given them more motivation to come out and try and just destroy Wait, the, you... uh, the Hawks. Wait, they... They beat the Heat tonight. Yeah. They didn't even play K or Clay and uh and Draymond. And Draymond. Yeah. And they beat the Heat. Yeah, they gave him. I don't know what the hell they, they gave him a complete fit. Like Jimmy, like you said, Jimmy Butler was at <laughs> trying to go throw bows with Udonis Haslam. I don't know what the hell was going on. Maybe it was just a bad night for Miami. But God damn, Shaq, how, how do you defend that? Like three of the best players on Golden State ain't playing. They beat <laughs> I defended by saying we still won the half games up in the <laughs> division. <in> the <laughs> you say division? When, when like no one cares about divisions in the NBA. We care about the West and the East, man. That's all we care about. All right, we still. Where are y'all at in the East? We still won the half up in. Uh, the, you guys are only at least, one and a half at this point. Let me see. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure we still one and a half up in the east. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah Milwaukee's hey, coming for your guys. Yeah, ass. don't mess around now. You keep losing those games. All right, am I y- y'all just y'all just lost to a Golden State team that had nobody playing that ever won a chip. Um, <laughs> Outside of Haslam that actually played for the Heat and won the chip. Uh, but no one that actually won a chip on Golden State. Y'all got your ass beat by the Golden State Warriors. Um, yeah. Shaq, who do you have this one? I have Golden State win this game. All right. You're going to be all right. Here because they just God beat the Bricks right. off of my team, and I feel like they ride off some sort of confidence, and hopefully they'll ride a playoff of confidence of beating us. So, I, yeah, the same reason you're picking them is the reason I'm picking against them. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. It's worth it. Hey, listen, 5 and 12 exudes nothing but confidence. <laughs> the last 12 games. But you know what that sounds like? A Browns team in the NFL. That's yep. what that sounds like. And that's the, last the Cleveland thing. Browns just beat the Miami Heat. And that's, a, and that's the last like thing. I, that's the group of people I'm judging is the, um, Miami, is the Cleveland Browns people. So if anything, <laughs> they're about to be a big impact on my team. So, <laughs> uh, next game we have the Nets at the Heat on Saturday night. Uh, the three of us will all be together watching this game. I cannot wait. The other big tid, <laughs> big tidbit for this is that uh, Kyrie should be back. Well, this is in Miami, so it won't matter anyway. But on the same note of this. Kyrie should be back and available to play at home in the Barclays Center uh, because within the next 24, 48 hours or so, it sounds like New York will be allowing their athletes to uh, work within New York again. 
Um, so that is a huge change with the uh, Mets-Kyrie dynamic for the remainder of the season as we head into the playoffs. Um, so I am taking the Nets to win this game in Miami. And going forward, if that does indeed happen, um, I feel like this turns the Nets into a whole different beast if Kyrie is available to play at home again. Like this, wherever they're seated at right now towards the bottom of the East, I wouldn't pay much much stock to that right now because it just completely shapes them into something else now. So Ben Simmons, bad back or not. <laughs> Shaq, who do you have winning this one? I will, of course, have to go with my Heat, even though they just lost this game. I'm just hoping that they play smart. They shut down Kyrie because I feel like that's the main determination <laughs> of whether or not how the rest of the team kind of flows. It's like, yes, you got KD, but like Kyrie has been putting up so many points. Yeah. And like it's been the main like driving force behind the team. So if you can shut him down, I feel like he shut down a good portion of their offensive points. So I'm just hoping that the Heat are smart to do that. So, yes, the Heat. <clears throat> Malin, who do you have one in this one? And what are your thoughts on uh, Kyrie being available again at home? Well, talking about Kyrie being available at home, I like, like you said, you got to take their record in the East out because you want to talk about a team playing with turmoil. Um, they've been without Kyrie Irving, without Durant, Harden getting fat, not wanting to play him anymore. Uh, ben Simmons probably isn't even going to play this year, which is bad. I don't, that's just that's like the most Ben Simmons thing ever. Um, but I do think that if you have Kyrie and Durant healthy, um, anything goes with Brooklyn. Uh, Drummond's been playing great. Um, I think it doesn't matter what seed they are. In the NBA yeah. playoffs, they're going to be they're they're going to be one of those teams that you you're not going to want to play. Um, but you know, going into this game, um, I mean, hell, the Heat couldn't even beat a Haslam led Golden State team. Um, now they were twelve and thirteen, um, and they won twelve of the last thirteen games. That was like two weeks ago, but they've been pretty much playing like five hundred ball since then. Um, so I'm I'm. I'm leaning the Nets on this one. Um, I think that it's going to be a close game. I don't think anyone's necessarily going to blow anybody out. Yeah. Um, I think a team could get up big in the first half, but it's not going to mean anything because they both got enough. They both got enough talent to make it interesting. But I'm going to have to go with the Nets on this one just because the Heat have been. All teams have been back and forth. Yeah. Um, but if you get. You get Irving and Durant on the same court against a Heat team that hasn't been playing up to their potential. I'm going to go ahead and take the Nets on that one. All right. Next game here, we have the Bucks at the Grizzlies on Saturday night. Uh, Shaq, who do you have winning this one? <clears throat> as much as I don't want to hear it, because the Bucks are right behind us in this series when it comes to our rankings but I will say the Bucks will win this game. I always have faith in Bucks unfortunately with them coming with these especially towards the end of the season when it comes to when these games really start to matter. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and show uh, Bucks to win this game. Malin? Um, I'm going to have to take a Mem Memphis on this one. 
Now, Memphis has won eight out of the last 11. Milwaukee's won nine out of the last 11. But the difference in the tale is that everyone keeps talking about that Milwaukee's kind of coming back into playoff form, right? But Memphis has won five out of six outside of tonight. I don't know if they won tonight. I know they let Brooklyn back in the game. They who, did, who won man. that game? Do you know who won that game? Okay, they won. And they won that game without John Morant, by the way. Um, he's going to be playing in this game. Milwaukee's only won two out of their last five. So even though they're 9-11, and 11, they were on a hot streak. They're, they're not playing very good at the moment. Um, and this is going to be at Memphis. They're the number two seed in the West. Um, they just won their 50th game of the year. I think it's about time that we start taking them seriously as a legitimate team. They can make a run in the playoffs and can play with the big boys, so I think they're going to end up taking Milwaukee in this one. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, Milwaukee is kind of hitting their playoff stride again. Like They do look like the championship Milwaukee Bucks again. But like you said, Memphis has just been absolutely on fire, and they are extremely hard to beat, um, especially at home. Uh, like, Kyrie was available to play in this game, and he was out there. And yet Memphis, even without their best player, was still able to take down the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so I think they're going to give the Bucks a fit. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, but in the end, I think this will just be another little jab at the Bucks because they'll lose, and it'll just keep reminding them, like, hey, we do bleed. We have to make sure that we stay on top of our game as we hit the playoffs here so I say the Grizzlies win this game and Memphis gives them another slight wake up call so and Memphis won that game with Irving and Durant both going over 30 I think Kyrie ended with over 40 in that game so those two combined scored 70 but Memphis is just playing really good team ball right um, John Morant, like he he's bringing the electricity, he's bringing the highlights. Yeah, but we can't overshadow what the team as a whole has been able to do. With <clears throat> dropping Brooklyn like they did, um, that mm-hmm. that's kind of saying something a little bit. Last but not least, here we have the Sixers at the Suns on Sunday. Uh, this one I'm going to say take the Suns. Um. They've just been beating the brakes off of everybody lately. Just like the Bucks, they're the other team on the other side that is right back into their championship form, even without CP3. Um, I say at at home, really anywhere, home road, like they were just really hard to beat. And Philly has just kind of shown as of recently, like they can be had. Um, I say take the Suns to win this one, uh, Shaq. Uh, as much as y'all hate to hear this, I will also say pick the Suns to win this game. They're a very high productive team. They really do put the points in when they need to. And overall good team. So just go ahead with the Suns. Mainland. I mean I can normally if we were talking NFL Shaq, I would totally be pissed off at your pick because I'm also taking the Suns. Uh but when it comes to the NBA, I have not had the best of luck. And you've actually had better luck with me last week. Outstanding, but I'll still rub it in your face. Ha ha, sucker. Um, but, you know, Philly started out 5-0 and with the James Harden trade, and then they've won five out of the last nine. Yeah. Um, they have not been playing cohesively. Joel Embiid is still playing at an MVP level. 
Um, he's going to give LeBron James a run for his money uh, for the scoring champ of the year. But Phoenix, man, I think we all talked about it weeks ago when CP3 went out, uh, thinking that the, the Suns were going to slide until they came back. And all they've done is won nine out of their last 11. Yeah. So another team like Memphis that is showing that they are able to rise above and play great team ball um, even when one of their stars isn't playing. They still got Devin Booker. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take Phoenix on this one. And they've won. I mean, they're, they're 5-0 in their last five. 9 out of 11, 5-0 in their last five. Uh, so so I think they're going to take care of Philly on this one. <clears throat> All righty. Sounds good. That will do it for the Rider 925. And we'll see how that pans out from next week. Anything else you guys want to mention before we wrap it up? Yeah, coverage is better. All my opinion, all my yep. <laughs> that was great insight, Shaq. <laughs> Transgressions of like I'm trying not to extend this show longer than it should be, so I'm giving my opinion to myself right now this week. That man just said seven words, and they all meant the same thing. Uh, no, I think that, you know, we, we pretty much said it all. Great politician. And it, NFL free agency, <laughs> uh, you, you should run for Congress. You wouldn't even need a gavel. Just hit your fucking head on the thing. All right. You're going to call this into session. Bam. The, uh, uh, but anyway, no, NFL free agency is the new March Madness. It's wild. The March Madness itself is crazy. Uh, NBA is really heating up. Usually baseball coming back in a month. That's crazy. Um, so, no. It's a good show, fellas. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Folks at home, thank you for watching, listening. Shout out to G Money again. We will talk to you all next week. Who knows what the NFL will look like by then. And uh, see you then. Peace. Peace.